This past Sunday, we looked at another passage in John's Gospel where Jesus is having another encounter with the religious leaders. And it seems like that's all we've been looking at over the last few weeks. But he makes a statement near the end of our passage when he says, when you have lifted up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am He. And that phrase, lifted up, packs a powerful punch, especially when taken with other passages in John's Gospel where he uses that exact same phrase. So we're gonna do that today. We're gonna take a little deeper dive and look at those other passages and put them together to see really what John is trying to communicate to us about that phrase, lifted up. My name is Pastor Mark. I'm the Minister of Education here, and this is Beyond the Notes. Sunday, our passage was John chapter 8, verses 21 through 30. And as we looked at that, we saw that Jesus was making sure that those he was talking to, that they understood that apart from believing in him, that they would die in their sins. In fact, he used that phrase three times in our passage, that they would die in their sins, thus not being able to go where he was going. And for the Jewish leaders that were listening to what Jesus was saying, that just would have seemed incredulous to them. And as we discussed, they had this this spiritual blindness. And then near the end of our passage, Jesus gives them the remedy to their blindness. And that's what we see in that that verse 28 of John chapter 8 that I read just a moment ago. And that remedy is when Jesus says, when I have been lifted up or when you have lifted up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am He. So I want to take just a little bit of time to take a little bit of a deeper dive into that phrase, lift it up. Really, it's one word in the Greek, but we're going to go and and look at the other places where John brings that that phrase out. And as I mentioned Sunday, there's three places in John's gospel that he uses that phrase. And when we put them together, we get a a little bit more of the force of Jesus' teaching when he uses that phrase. Now, Let's first define what we mean by lifted up. When Jesus refers to being lifted up, he's referring to his death on the cross, his crucifixion. We also saw that that word means to exalt or to elevate. And so when we read that, we need to be thinking when he says, I'm being lifted up, he's referring to his own death on the cross. Now, the first instance where John uses this is John chapter 3, verses 14 through 15. This is in the context of Jesus's conversation with Nicodemus, one of the Pharisees that had come to Jesus privately. And right before we get to John 3, 16, one of the most um, well-known verses in scripture, we hear this being said by Jesus. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the desert, in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. And so here we see Jesus comparing Moses lifting up the serpent to his own lifting up on the cross. And what should stand out to us is that word must. He says, so must the Son of Man be lifted up. And so this first instance of this phrase being mentioned in John's gospel really brings the force of the necessity of the crucifixion, why Jesus had to die. For no one else was able to die the death that would save sinners. 
Jesus, the perfect sacrifice, the only one who could pay the price of sin and save us. So that first instance emphasizes the necessity of the crucifixion of the cross. Now, the second text was the one that we looked at this past Sunday, John 8, 28. And, and Jesus, again, the he's realizing and knowing very quickly here that, that the religious leaders are not getting what he's saying. In fact, they're becoming very antagonistic toward him in this. But he says this, when you have lifted up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am. Am he. Now, I'm not going to spend a lot of time here because we talked about this in the message Sunday. But suffice it to say that apart from the cross, we cannot know truly who Christ is or God the Father. It's at the cross that those blinders, those spiritual blinders are removed, and we see ourselves as we truly are, as a sinner in need of a Savior. And so it's at the cross, it's at the cross where Jesus is lifted up, that we have the basis for all true knowledge in spiritual things. And then we get to the third instance that John records of Jesus being lifted up. And he says, and I, this is Jesus talking in, in John chapter 12, verse 32, and I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. The context for John chapter 12, it's now we're in the last week of Jesus being here on earth. And he's just come into Jerusalem, the beginning of the Passover feast. And he says this, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. So this last verse speaks to the drawing power of the cross. I guess the question we should ask in this verse is why? Why, when Jesus is lifted up, will he draw all people to himself? Well, I want to give you two reasons why. First of all, is because we're all sinners in need of a savior. <clears throat> and by the way, this is mankind's greatest need. It's not uh, the need for more money or better house or better education or better government or whatever list you think might be your greatest need. No, mankind's greatest need is the need for a savior. Why? Because we are all sinners. That's the greatest need. And, and so therefore, the reason him being lifted up would draw all people to him is because he therefore in going to the cross is meeting mankind's greatest need. Unfortunately, there will be many that will never see Christ lifted up and will never turn to him as their savior. Another reason all people will be drawn to Christ being lifted up is the love that is demonstrated through the cross. God's amazing love poured out through the sacrifice of his one and only son on the cross. It's this amazing love that can and will draw people to the cross. And so we look at these three, these three verses in John 3, John 8, and John 12, and we see the necessity of the cross. We see the light of the cross, that it is where people fully understand who Christ is and what he's done for them. And then we also see the drawing power of of the cross. On Sunday, I, I referenced uh, Isaac Watts' hymn, Alas and Did My Savior Bleed. And I all I did was look at the, the refrain that was added several uh, 150 some years later by uh, another writer. But I wanted to go back and just read a couple of the, the stanzas from the original, Isaac Watts, Alas and Did My Savior Bleed. And that very first verse says, Alas and did my Savior bleed, and did my sovereign die? Would he devote that sacred head for such a worm as I? The next verse says, The body slain, sweet Jesus, thine, and bathed in its own blood, while the firm mark of wrath divine, his soul in anguish stood there on the cross. 
Jesus took on the wrath, the judgment for my sin, for your sin. What a beautiful picture of what Christ did for us on the cross. And I want to get to the very last stanza, or, um, yeah, stanza of this hymn, this very popular hymn, because it's a great reminder of what God has done for us, how much he loves us, but also what we are called to do in response to his amazing love. But drops of grief can ne'er repay the debt of love I owe. Talking about what Christ has done for us on the cross. Here, Lord, I give myself away. Tis all that I can do. That's the challenge. That as we reflect on what Christ has done for us and being lifted up on the cross, his death on the cross, taking on the sin, the payment of sin that we should have paid, he paid for us. What love he demonstrated, what else should I do in response but to give my entire life to follow him? Thank you for being with us for another edition of Beyond the Notes. And it's always a joy to be able to come in and, and share just a little bit more of, of either the, the, the messages we prepared or maybe some things that God is challenging us and teaching us personally as we prepare. I want to remind you of an upcoming podcast uh, this week, later this week, one of the Here at Home podcasts that I have the privilege of hosting. And as we've talked about the power of the cross, if you listen in on Thursday when that episode, new episode is released, you'll have a chance to hear someone's very own story of the power of the cross and their coming to saving faith in Jesus Christ. I hope you listen in to that. I, I know it will, it will bless you and it will encourage you as well. Thanks again for listening to another episode of Beyond the Notes.